0: To the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I'm comedian Tracy DeGraff. And I'm Catherine, my bestie. Welcome, everyone. Yeah, we're back. Yay. Episode 15. Ooh, moving along. <laughs> we're <laughs> in the teenage years. Yeah, we are. <laughs> it's going to get weird. Uh, today, our topic is food addiction. Yeah. Problem. It is junk food addiction, specifically.
1: Yeah.
0: So today listeners, your takeaways. We're trying to do this um you know we're learning here. So thank you for bearing with us, but we're trying to uh give good content. We're we're really trying to do that. So we're trying to give you the three takeaways from today's podcast. Number 1, are you a food addict? We're going to take a quiz. Guilty. Hmm. Number 2, the scandalous science behind the American junk food industry. Yeah. It is scandalous. Ugh. The things that we don't know. Mm-hmm. So we're going to reveal all that. And then finally, um, tips and facts on how to overcome junk food addiction. Because it can be overcome, but it takes some intentionality. It does. It, it sure does. So we're going to give you a plan. So if that doesn't float your boat, I don't know what will. Because yeah. that's that's pretty good stuff there. Mm. Um, Our topic, as we said, is food addiction. And we have sponsors today, Catherine. Who are our sponsors? Muffin and Pooh. Yes, our wonderful husbands. Ron and Kenny. Yes. And, you know, I wanted to give a shout out to our ministry supporters as well. Oh, yeah. Because um, in 2019, uh, as you know, Catherine, but our listeners probably don't know, we did a major, uh, in Tracy DeGraff Ministries, we did a major rebrand. And I could not fund the rebrand it was going to cost several thousand dollars that i did not have and so i um just asked supporters would you be willing to donate uh, you know a portion of what god has blessed you with to help rebrand this ministry because we were going to launch 2020 was going to be you know amazing for us Mm. right and it was in a different way um so anyway it's a long story short but a long story longer actually because i'm going to keep going um, we had funds left over because we didn't do anything in 2020. We didn't do a, a major launch. Uh, we didn't do a nationwide tour. You couldn't. Right. And instead, we we launched this podcast mm-hmm. at the urging of Mike Smith, my manager. Mm-hmm. So because of our financial partners who donated money to the rebrand, we used that money to purchase these wonderful microphones that we struggle with every <laughs> Single time. <laughs> they are I
1: wondered what you were gonna say about that. They are
0: fantastic. They are. Catherine and I are learning a lot about technology because we don't have like a tech team really. We have kids who roll their eyes when we ask them things. But we we needed, you know, a couple thousand dollars worth of equipment. And it was because of our financial partners that donated to Tracy Degraff Ministries that we were able to purchase this little um Microphone stand things that boom out. Yeah. We had to purchase this table and chairs. You know, well, and, and these
1: accessories here right. that we don't need it's to a, name. It's a mixer.
0: They... One's a mixer yeah. and one's a headphone something or other. Right. They have a lot of wires. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you to all of our sponsors, all of our ministry partners who have donated um, financially as well as their prayer support and Muffin and Poo. Yeah. All right. I wanted to get that in. Yeah,
1: I'm glad you did that. Yeah
0: well let's go on let's go to segment one in our little outline here i'm mm-hmm. looking at our outline and we're gonna go over this are you a food addict mm-hmm. and this is a quiz that i found okay online obviously didn't just pull it out of my head or go to the library <laughs> who does that it was in the encyclopedia um <laughs> that's old now yeah right i don't even think our kids know what that is foodaddicts.org and I will link this in the show notes so you can have it you don't have to you know be mindful of it and write it all down as I as I say these uh, there's 20 questions on this quiz and if you can answer yes to any of these questions any of them you could be a food addict junk food addict well or... specifically they talk about food but you could definitely insert junk food to some of these the first one is, have you ever wanted to stop eating and found that you just couldn't stop? Oh, yeah, never. <laughs> <laughs> Who can't answer yes to that? Yeah. Number two, do you think about food or your weight constantly?
1: Hmm. I believe I do. Sometimes
0: I do. Sometimes yeah. In certain settings. Yeah, maybe. Like, if I'm by myself, I don't think about it. Mm-hmm. At least I don't think about the weight part because the food is kind of you know but if I'm in a group Mm -hmm. especially if I'm in a group where I feel others could potentially be judging me then Mm. I judge myself
1: oh yeah you're not alone in that it's a vicious cycle yeah
0: all right number three do you find yourself attempting one diet or food plan after another with no lasting success Mm. I know a lot of people do that Mm -hmm. Um, I would say Diet or food plan, for myself personally, I've gained and lost weight over the years, multiple times. So I have yo-yo, uh, what do they call it, yo-yo dieting. Mm-hmm. But I haven't I haven't been one to really go too strict on food plans. I try to do more portion control. Maybe, you know, there's, there's some extremes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you say that you've done fad diets? Uh, when I was younger, I remember doing some kind of cabbage diet cabbage soup diet mm. um yeah i would say when i was a teenager i probably did more fad things like whatever was in 17 magazine or <laughs> remember
1: that yeah oh. grapefruit diet you yeah that one oh, i
0: hate grapefruit
1: but you tried to love it when when, when you're on the grapefruit yeah, diet i tried that one i think that's probably the only fad one i've ever tried
0: this makes me think of preventing scurvy, but not <laughs> not
1: really preventing obesity. Lyme's disease.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. Number four. Do you binge and then get rid of the binge through vomiting, exercise, oh, my, my screensaver went off, exercise, laxatives, or other forms of purging? Um, I would, I answer no to that one, but Mm -hmm. I know that, you know, some people struggle with that. Yeah. I didn't really know that laxatives was considered purging, but I, I get it. Yeah. Number five, do you eat differently in private than you do in front of other people?
1: Mm.
0: (laughs) I would say yes, I do.
1: I would say, yeah, I I think I do too.
0: Yeah. I probably, I have more accountability other people are around and i think that's a big i have discovered that about myself when it comes to food and we're going to talk about that at the end of the podcast so stay tuned because that's going to be a big piece to success is accountability Mm -hmm. but that's that's like a thing that i need so i have to build it into Mm -hmm. my lifestyle all right um has a doctor or family member member ever approached you with concern about your eating habits or weight a doctor, or a family member. Good question. Are you asking me? You look like you're asking oh. me. Oh, I'm I'm asking myself. Okay. Do, do you remember the time that I I was diagnosed by a doctor as being obese? Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. I went to the doctor, mm-hmm. <laughs> who I thought I could trust, <laughs> and and I was I think I was just switching doctors because, um. My doc, some my doctor moved or something, and, and this doctor this is my first visit, mm-hmm. so it was just a initial checkup visit. Mm. And at the end of the physical, which I'm fine, I have perfect blood pressure, you know, and all yeah. that stuff. And at the end, she said, "Is there anything else?" And I said, "Well, I'm working on my weight. I'm, you know, I'm working on getting my weight off." And and I was really proud of myself because I had been in Weight Watchers or whatever the thing was, mm-hmm. and. She was writing stuff down on her little chart. Mm. <gasps> oh. <laughs> and I didn't think anything of it. Mm-hmm. She's just doing what you're doing right now, just nodding and smiling and going, hmm mm-hmm. And a few weeks later, I get a bill in the mail that says this visit was not covered by my insurance because they don't cover weight loss, don't cover, and they had the little medical codes oh, on there. She
1: coded it. She coded it. Oh,
0: okay, and and then I called my insurance because I was all like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And then the insurance lady goes, "Yeah, this diagnosis isn't covered." And I said, "What diagnosis?" Because yeah. it's all numbers and uh-huh. gobbledygook. Mm-hmm. And she goes, "Obesity," and I'm like, "What? What, <laughs> what are you talking How about? Dare you? I fit in my car." <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah, it was. It oh. was hilarious and horrifying and i did get off the phone i said well never mind we're all good
1: <laughs> bye i do believe the
0: doctors should
1: have addressed that though i
0: think so too that they
1: know uh when they code something they know what's covered oh, and they, what's not they sure
0: do they, know they, yeah. Oh, yeah do you still go to
1: that doctor? no okay <laughs> sakes no
0: she's really thin had small hands just saying okay <laughs> <laughs> she was tiny <laughs> oh gosh, I'm I'm. That was many years ago. I don't think I'm over it. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> she didn't ask me what my BMI was or anything. She just did math, I guess. And
1: hmm.
0: okay, let's move on. Yeah. Okay. Number seven. Do you eat large quantities of food at one time or binge?
1: Hmm. Well, obviously,
0: people that have overweight issue eat much food that's obvious because that's what overweight is yeah
1: yeah wrong choices too much of wrong choices yeah it's more than you need and that's why it's stuck Mm. on your hips yeah but I would say mixed with wrong choices because if you ate like um, all protein I don't think you would gain a lot of weight I don't think one would gain a lot of weight but
0: Well, anyway, that's number seven. Mm -hmm. Do you eat large quantities of food at one time or binge? Number eight, is your weight problem due to your nibbling all day long? Mm. I would call that unconscious eating, just not aware, like maybe you're bored Mm -hmm. and just eating or... what gets me is if I have like an open bag of chips on the counter Mm -hmm. and I walk back and forth... past the open bag of chips Mm -hmm. it's almost like a toll booth and i have to
1: (laughs) i have to you know Uh take the toll yeah i would say if it was a bowl or a pot of macaroni and cheese oh then uh, that would be definitely something i would walk back and forth and scoop up if it were sitting out like that
0: yeah oh Oh. (laughs) my
1: That was my stomach growling. I heard
0: that. <laughs> Catherine and I are both right now working on getting our covid weight off because mm-hmm. we gained weight over covid and so we're we're doing this thing called the shred and it's 10 days of eating whole foods, healthy foods, fruits and vegetables, lots of water, not eating mm-hmm. junk.
1: It's funny, I just said that. I think the only fad diet I've done is the grapefruit one, but mm-hmm. And i don't know if this is a fad the sh- the shred thing because really it's just eating um vegetables fruit and protein yeah it's not w- really
0: a fad i wouldn't call it a fad i'd call it just healthy eating yeah i don't know
1: well they just give it a name that's all
0: yeah okay well
1: let's go on here
0: number nine do you eat to escape from your feelings duh hmm. number ten do you eat when you're not hungry? Double duh. <laughs> that, that's the whole thing. Uh, number 11. Have you ever discarded food only to retrieve it and eat it later? I've not done that. I've not thrown food in the garbage can and then taken no. it out of the garbage can and eaten it later. No. Um. I... Yeah, that'd be rough. Yeah. Number 12. Do you eat in secret? Yes. Sometimes. Number 13, do you fast or severely restrict your food intake? In, intake. I do not do that for not losing for, weight no, issues. Right. I fast for spiritual issues, but not for losing weight. Uh, okay, where was I? Oh, boy. Here's one. Have you ever stolen other people's food? Oh. Yes. <laughs> Catherine has. I have. My dad's potato chips yeah. and French fries. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I can remember doing that in the break room at Evelina's too. Oh. Well accident. I don't well now <laughs> I don't even know my own story. Yeah. But Maureen, uh she used to have um these awesome like veggie chips. Oh yeah. And so she always said, you know, help yourself. Help yourself.
0: Catherine's the chip thief. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um that's funny. Catherine had a dream about me one time oh, that yeah. I was old and in a nursing home, and I was wandering around confused, and I was walking into other residents' rooms and eating, eating their, their chocolate. chocolate. <laughs> that could be prophecy right there. Okay. Let's see. Let's get through this. Um, okay. Where was I? Okay. Here we are. Number 15. Have you ever hidden food to make sure you have enough? Well, yeah, mm. I have. With a big family, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, number 16. Do you feel driven to exercise excessively to control your weight? No. no. <laughs> Not even a little bit. <laughs> I I am back at the gym. Yeah. And Catherine is too, so yeah. praise the Lord. We're working on it. in the pool, which we love. Okay. um, Let's see. Do you obsessively calculate the calories you've burned against the calories you've eaten no No, that's too much math yeah i'm not gonna go there all right 18 do you frequently feel guilty or ashamed about what you've eaten Mm -hmm. i don't i think i feel more guilty and ashamed like when i go to put on pants that used to fit (laughs) (laughs) i don't think about it in the moment
1: i think i do do you yeah i think so
0: thankfully i don't eat to the point where, um, I feel not like nauseated, you know, like yeah, that, stuff that stuff stuff. Like I, I, no. I don't like that feeling more than I like the food. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, I want to avoid that. Mm-hmm. So that's a blessing, I guess. Okay, uh, number nineteen. Are you waiting for your life to begin when you lose the weight?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. <clears throat> yeah. Ah. Uh, I think uh, I could. I think to a certain extent. That's what I was just thinking. Like yeah. I could
0: answer yes and no to that. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I have a, a son who's engaged to be married and now I just keep thinking I have like a year and a half right. to lose weight. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like I have those kinds of thoughts.
1: Yeah. Which I think is along the same line as what that question right, is asking. Right,
0: right, right. Okay. And the final question is, do you feel hopeless about your relationship with food? No. I would say no. Yeah. No, not at all yeah i'll oh, never give up always never have hope give up yeah never give up never. jack, jack. <laughs> or titanic okay so that's the quiz are you a food addict it's from foodaddicts.org we'll link it in the show notes and if you can answer yes to any of those questions you could have a food addiction huh
1: Well, you know, studies show that most Americans have a food addiction, junk food addiction, actually. Most Americans.
0: That's probably why our airplane seats need to be widened and so
1: forth. Mm -hmm. Do you ever get on the plane and you're really worried about how many big people and how much their luggage weighs? I know that there's like weight limits for the luggage. (laughs) I'm one of those people that has a fear of flying and I sit there thinking about, they don't weigh people before they
0: get on the plane they actually do I mean they act they don't weigh people before they get on the plane but they have all kinds of math behind like like if a plane is empty they'll rearrange people so that the weight is distributed properly that is part of the the responsibility
1: of the airline they do do that so some ooh, that could be Okay, how did they do that? I mean, are, are, are people seated on the plane already? And then the mechanics of the plane are like, whoa, we're out of balance. And then they ask I, somebody to move? They could. <gasps> I don't know exactly how it's done.
0: But, <laughs> you know, when I, when I worked for Southwest Airlines, yeah. I was in customer service. That particular department was not my area. Mm-hmm. But it is a department. It's a safety. It's a safety measure. Oh, well, thank God. Right. So when I'm, you look scared, more scared now than when I started talking. <laughs> and I'm trying to tell you that they have so many smart people behind the scenes that you don't see. So while you're thinking, oh, I wonder if everybody on here, if they're aware that, you know, America just got better, COVID, thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, they are aware and they have calculations that, and they adjust to make it all right.
1: Good. So don't worry. I'm so glad to hear that. I feel bad for anyone that's asked to move, but I, you thought,
0: I thought you were going to say that you worry if the seatbelt's going to click together. Oh. Yeah, you don't have that problem. No. <laughs>
1: that's,
0: whatever. Let's move on. Okay. All right. Well, okay. Catherine, our second segment here, we were going to talk about the scandalous science behind the American junk food industry. Mm -hmm. What did you learn that is so scandalous? You
1: know, I was literally addicted to this article, articles about uh, how they make food addictive, like the engineering behind it. And Mm. um, it was so interesting to me. And, you know, I couldn't stop thinking about, um, (laughs) side note, Jim Gaffigan and his bit on McDonald's and the French fries. (laughs) Oh my goodness! So I actually played a little bit of it, you know, yeah. just to get and and it, it it's so funny. Anybody can Google Jim Gaffigan, and um, put in McDonald's and right. it'll come up, and it it's so funny. But um, yeah. So there is a lot of there's a lot to say about this industry and the um the brains behind the people. Well, I should say the people who are optimizing the food. So. One thing that I, I, I guess I didn't realize. Um, it makes sense after reading it, but um, oh, where, where is it that I wanted to say this? Oh, that the food we get bored with a flavor. Yeah. So even if it tastes good, we can get bored with that flavor, and our brains want our brains want a new flavor, like a a reward, and so they so. They do this um, research on how to get this, uh, it's called a um, bliss point. Our brains can be tricked into just basically getting addicted, like having this taste system that we have in our heads. Um, We all like salt, fat, and sugar, um, but when they're carefully combined to hit this point, uh, that's when we can just become completely addicted and it was interesting to me to find out that when you have fat alone it's it's kind of okay because your brain still has this little sensory thing that um enables you to just stop Mm -hmm. when you have sugar alone i guess um research says that you have this sensory thing that says stop but when they're put together there is a certain combination that when they're put together, it's bad. You you, the, that's, you want more. Yeah. You can't you, stop. You, you can't stop. Yeah. So they figure out this way to do this. And I was reading this article. I got most, actually almost all of this from, it's called secondnature.io. And um, we'll put the link. The link in the, the show end. notes. Yeah. But it's on the... Um, portion that's can't stop eating junk food. That's when I was looking into it. And the questions that that um, came up that I was uh, interested in finding out the answers, what is it that makes certain foods seemingly irresistible? What keeps us coming back for more even when we know we're full? And what makes us binge on foods we know that's bad for us? And one of the things that they pointed out, it's really not that you have weak willpower. Um, The food industry engineer, they engineer foods to taste the best they possibly can with the goal of overriding our internal stop signals, which is what I was just talking about. Um, And it actually encourages us to eat more, buy more, eat more, buy more. Okay, stop. Back up. (laughs) Back this
0: train up. (laughs) beep. Beep. So Catherine did all this research and she got into this article. Mm-hmm. And when she came over for for this recording session, she was starting to to tell me about it and she used the word scandalous and I was like that is scandalous. Yeah. Because you know the average person that is just enjoying junk food, you know, out of convenience and, you know, going through the drive-through Because, you know, you've got a minivan full of kids that are starving and crying and all you want is your last shred of dignity and sanity, Mm. you know, to get home, get them in bed. Mm -hmm. You're not thinking about some laboratory where they're putting together all these tastes and how much salt to put in, how much fat to put in, how much sweetness and sugar to put in. I swear they do. They put sugar in everything. They do.
1: They do. They they absolutely do. And they have
0: it down to a literal science.
1: Literally, they do.
0: And, And there are places that... Even, like, we have participated in um, some taste tests before. They'll pay you for your opinion. Yeah. And you taste something, and then you write down your opinion about it. And they want to know exactly. Yeah. Is it too sweet? Just right? It's like the mama bear, papa bear, baby bear.
1: Right. And they even uh, will have a numbering scale on, like, say, let's just say <clears throat> one to five. Mm-hmm. Would you say that this is... Um, well anyway one to five on the taste level too sweet too not too sweet and they it is down to a science with this math and so forth of putting it all together and entering it into the computer and spitting out the results and just optimizing the food to maximum yeah and these companies
0: corporations all the brands that you know that you saw in that article Um, They all do it. They all do the research. It's marketing research. Mm -hmm. They their goal. They have one goal, and it's not our good. Mm -hmm. It's not our nutrition. Mm -hmm. It's to make money
1: for sure. It's interesting that you mentioned you know moms who are just shoving the kids in the van and they've got to go from point A to point B and they've got to you know get the dinner or lunch whatever it is. And I read this article um, that uh, I think it was like some bigwig in Oscar Mayer. And uh, it was brought to his attention that the bologna industry was starting to go down. I think it was like in the 80s because people were very aware of uh, fat and they associated bologna and all red meats with fats. Mm So um, anyway, long story short, he actually said, hmm, well, instead of kind of um, finding things that are more nutritious... For for, uh, the people that are not buying the Oscar Mayer products anymore, he went the opposite way. And basically what he did was he just made it more attractive. (laughs) (laughs) So long, it was just so interesting to me because what he did was he and a a team of, uh, I think it was only 15 people. I keep hitting.
0: (laughs) I know, you're talking with your hands like you are. Catherine, Italian speaking she's flipping her hands all over the place. I'm sorry. I think it's <laughs> okay. louder in our headphones than
1: it is. Yeah, it's fine. Well, anyway. So so so, <clears throat>
0: so this guy rather than talking about the ill effects of eating this, mm-hmm. you know, manufactured meat,
1: instead of uh you know, serving the need of nutritious food for these moms that are in a hurry because mm-hmm. um instead they came up with Lunchables. Oh, I did not even
0: think you were going there, Yeah, but that is so, I like, I fell for it. I fell for it hook, line, and sinker. Did you really? I used to buy Lunchables, I confess, Father, forgive me, mm-hmm. <laughs> I used to buy Lunchables for the boys yeah. for their field trips, like when they would have a field trip, mm-hmm. that's when they would get Lunchables. I know it's not that often, but. They, oh they, my gosh. they, they were beautiful,
1: in yeah. their little compartments. Yeah, and and the colors and uh, the story behind <laughs> it. They mer- well, that was all strategy. I used to think that most of the problem was because of marketing commercials and things yeah. like that. You know, I didn't realize how much science was in that the combination and the variables in the food. I know that there's research our out between our families, our kids. How many of them worked at these um, marketing research taste tests? I, I don't know. I, well, it was a lot, but between our two kids, our two families. But anyway, and they take all of that data and they put it into the computer and it spits out the numbers and the sweet spots and mm-hmm. it's just amazing. But back to these moms that are um, when they when Oscar Meyer did this research and they they sat down and they questioned moms. And they were, their biggest complaint was uh, that they're in a hurry. Right. So this guy was like, mm, not really caring about nutrition. Not really. Even right. though the sales were down, they're like, no, we're going to meet their need. And that's when they came up with the Lunchables. And then it was costing them too much money because of the trays that they came in. Mm-hmm. And then they did all this merging. They merged with Kraft, with the cheese and all of this. and um, And then they came out with, I think, 60 different lunchables and then oh so the point is too they were marketing first to the moms Mm -hmm. but then they got even smarter and said no we're going to market to the kids because the kids (laughs) felt empowered right by uh being able to put their own lunch together so they had the pizza ones the taco ones and so on oh my goodness yeah i I feel like i have been duped (laughs) i really do i feel like i've been used
0: and abused
1: (laughs) yeah and i thought another interesting thing was so this article Um, It was from a New York Times Magazine article, Mm -hmm. and it went into this thing about in 1999, the CEO of Pillsbury, he was troubled by the obesity problem in the United States. And so he did something that's kind of unthinkable. He asked the CEOs of, um, I think it was uh, General General Mills and Nestle, Kraft, Nabisco, uh, Procter & Gamma, Coca-Cola, and Mars and they actually agreed to come. So they have this meeting and the Pillsbury guy, he was just all for, we got to we we we've got to um have some uh culpability. We have to some morals. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's he's on a roll. He's got all this hope and <laughs> He's on- like Jerry Maguire. <laughs> yeah yeah it's me and the goldfish yeah who's with me i'm reading this article and i'm rooting for him i'm like yeah and i should have known the outcome because yeah. we all know <laughs> right what right so but the guy at general i feel like i'm selling them out you know like i'm tattling well, but this the is, article this is out is there, out there. This is yeah good. but hmm. the general mills guy um they were so successful at this point in 1999 they had just come out with the GoGurt, um which by the way um, those yogurts that, uh, I don't know if it's just Go-Gurt in particular or just any of their yogurts that are, okay, <laughs> has more sugar no, stop. in it than don't Lucky it. Charms. No, don't say it. <laughs> and Lucky Charms has marshmallows I, in it. I failed.
0: <laughs> I failed. No wonder my kids are, you know, unhealthy oh, with well, their diet. our
1: kids are,
0: <sighs> I would say.
1: Okay, keep going. So... The General Mills guy said, uh, yeah, no, <laughs> we're not doing that. Why would we change our recipes? Because, you know, it was so successful. And well, so, not only that, but when, okay, so if General Mills had just come out with
0: Go-Gurt, let's say, right? Mm-hmm. You know how much money it costs them to get to that point? Oh, my gosh. How much? The research, tri- Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not not just getting getting the product right is one thing. Mm -hmm. Then you have to get the packaging right. Then you got to get the amounts right. You know the size right. And you got to do all the distribution and all the stuff. I mean, there's a lot of money.
1: Yeah. So they hired. um, Well, I'll get to that in a minute. But you know, another thing he said, I believe it was him that said, uh, "No, we're also not going to worry about that because um, about you know making things a little bit more nutritious." He said consumers are fickle. At one time they're they're concerned about fat. Another, you know, phase they're concerned about sugar. So, so uh, what
0: happened to the first guy? Like, I mean, I feel like his balloon was just like <laughs> deflated. What What did he do then? Did he just walk away and go well? With his forget tail it between
1: his legs. Yeah. I I you know I don't I don't recall because I was so engrossed. I don't know that it says actually. Okay, but um. Well, good on
0: him for at least wanting to try.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the Pillsbury guy, he was one of the inventors of uh, microwave popcorn. So he, he, you know, he acknowledged his part in mm-hmm. this obesity problem and making food addictive. Mm. But um, I have a question for you. Oh, boy. So, mm-hmm. well, I and feel it's for vulnerable. The <laughs> Go ahead. No, no, no. You don't have to worry about this. So what do John Lennon, the Beach Boys, ZZ Top, Cher, and Hillary Clinton all have in common?
0: Hillary Clinton? Hillary Clinton as well. And and who else? ZZ Top? ZZ, well, you won't. You they know, both have beach. good beards. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: no, yeah. I don't know. What yeah, is it?
1: No. So they were all, they all requested and pretty much demanded that they have Dr. Pepper in their... Oh, you know, like in the green do, room? They... Yeah. Yeah. Right. On the Hotel rider. Suite. I have a rider. I, I, yes. I have a rider. Oh, I
0: know you what that it? is.
1: Oh, wow. I'm impressed. Yeah.
0: You know what I have on my rider? I'll just, 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 oh, what is just, it? just, just oh. any,
1: anything. Chocolate.
0: <laughs> no, I don't, I don't say anything. I just say, just, 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 oh. just let me come and be funny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any requests. Not yet. Oh.
1: <laughs> anyway. So,
0: anyway, Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Was Dr. Like Pepper what they so had to they... have.
1: Yeah, they were at their peak. And then um, they, I think they were number three, you know, behind Coca-Cola and Pepsi. They were number three. And then they started to see a slip in their sales after Mm -hmm. 115 years or something like that. Mm -hmm. They were really successful. So anyway, so they said, we got to come up with something. They came up with this uh, red drink. I forgot what it was called, but the people didn't like it. So they hired this guy, and I had asked you before our podcast if you heard of him, and um, I knew you would have, or thought you would have, Howard Muskowitz, Muskowitz, I think is how you say it. He's an American market researcher known for creating addictive flavor combinations, and one thing that was really interesting about him is that he studied mathematics and he studied you know, psychology and food and things like that. But I was like, mathematics, what's that got to do with anything? And mm-hmm. gosh, I'm just so naive because mathematics is everything when they're doing these um, market research on flavoring and um, when people score what they like best, what they like least, and it goes all into these, numbers, you know. Yeah. And
0: you know, Catherine and I were talking about dopamine mm-hmm. as well.
1: Right. And and so it
0: it makes total sense to me that these big corporations would get they 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 all they need is to figure out the formula. It's, that's that's what it
1: is. It's cracking the code. It is, and it's it's I said think... why they call it crack? <laughs> crack <laughs> they do make it like crack yeah. like it's that addictive and like i said before i thought it was all in the marketing you know i think about way back when when i was a kid mm-hmm. we all sang that jingle that mcdonald's big mac of fish quarter pounder french fries icy coke thick shake sundaes and apple pies and look it yeah. i'm 51 <laughs> you're still so it. it so i thought it was all in the marketing
0: see mine was a, a few years before you two whole beef patty special sauce lettuce cheese pickles onions on a spe- sesame seed
1: bun wow. that's the big
0: mac one <laughs> we're crazy oh my god but we're influenced yeah. yeah and and we're no different than anybody else the american culture mm-hmm. and the american diet they call it the don't they call it sad or something I don't know. Some kind of sad American diet, standard American diet is a sad diet, oh. something like that. Mm. But, you know, I, I initially, when we were kind of talking about doing this particular topic, because mm-hmm. we do try listeners, we're, we're trying to serve our audience yeah. and but, we, we want to bring information that we think will be helpful. And as I think about fast food, convenience food, mm-hmm. um, pa- packaged food food mm-hmm. manufactured food i'm looking for convenience i'm looking for something that you know i can take with just like you said the the moms were not concerned as much about the nutritional value what they were concerned with is i'm in a hurry mm-hmm. and i get to go
1: yeah he said that was their major complaint and he said let's give the people what they want yeah well, and then it was give the kids what they want which is even worse for sure so I mean, then the you know the <clears throat> inmates are running the prison. Yeah, exactly. But All right, I would highly recommend. I I found it to be extremely interesting. There was a lot of information and it's in the New York Times magazine and it's titled Hold on. The extraordinary science of addictive junk food. And um there's it's it's like behind the scenes of like how Dr. Pepper came back on the scene with you know, their success story and, um, and really how people are just so addicted to the, um, the formulas, basically, is what it comes down to. And I'm just scrolling through here to see if there was something I really wanted to point out, um, another interesting fact.
0: Well, we'll definitely link that in our show notes so that people can do more research. Who knows? Maybe okay. this little, you know, episode 15 of the Life Happens, Laugh Anyway podcast maybe it will spark um a new interest in getting to the bottom of some of our unhealthy eating habits yeah and really you can't fault us really i mean we're ultimately responsible for what goes in our mouth but at the same time we're not responsible for the these scientific people who are doing this stuff behind the scenes to try to trick us really mm. it's like trickery i'm i'm not mm-hmm. saying that they're responsible I guess I am.
1: Let me take that back. (laughs) Hold, please. Well, I felt like this article was saying that. um, Don't you're off the hook a little bit, right? Because these people, I mean, it's literally down to a science. That's their job is to make this food not only where you're buying it, but you're addicted to it. And how do they make it so cheap? Like, how is it that you
0: can buy a dollar burger? yeah one dollar burger right and i i do believe that they have sugar in those buns and you they do you know you you Mm -hmm. take one bite and you want the next bite and then you finish it and you're like i could eat another one
1: yep (laughs) this guy um uh moskowitz yeah he says here i've optimized soups i've optimized pizzas i've optimized salad dressings and pickles in this field i'm a game changer and that's actually what the this whole section is titled. I'm a game changer because he changed it for whatever. Let's let's just say it was um, General Mills. Yeah, he gets hired by these companies so to do, do, optimize that's the, the job. Food. So so like your Prego sauce. That's that's in there too. It was already tasting good, but our brains get bored with it, mm-hmm. and then there's this peak, like we said, this bliss point, and he made it like. yeah did you know
0: side note total side note Mm -hmm. um i thought of this before and then it left my brain and now it's back again so i might as well just say it (laughs) uh ron and i went to pennsylvania for something and we were in philadelphia and we went on a tour like of the city Mm -hmm. there was an actual lobster riot in a prison in philadelphia pennsylvania way back in the 1700s or 1800s or I think it was the 1700s when the country was new you know Uh, yeah country was fresh 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 (laughs) well they had prisons because they still had criminals even Mm. though it was the beginning and they would feed the prisoners lobster because it was so available there Mm. they were you know Mm -hmm. like getting all the lobster (laughs) out of the harbor (laughs) give me a dollar yeah and the, the prisoners had had enough because they couldn't stand one more day of lobster.
1: Oh, I feel like I
0: heard this. Maybe you told me. Well, yeah, it's kind of famous. Oh, I mean, if you Google it, you'll find okay. it. Okay. It just it it just to the point of, we have, you know, our brains and our taste buds and our system, you know, our um, say, how do you say it, Sayity? our say oh yeah, our sayity point, our
1: s a t i e t y, I
0: think. Yes. Yes. Saety. Say it. Yeah. There's a built-in little trigger in our bodies that says, stop, you're full, you have enough. Mm -hmm. And if we are in tune with that, then we can maintain a healthy, normal, you know, weight that's going to serve us well. Mm -hmm. If we constantly go past that or ignore it... Or we're we're not waiting for the signal. we just we just like keep eating so the signal never comes. Then we screw up what God had intended.
1: Exactly. And I'm glad you mentioned that word because um, there is a science to break that point as well, and I'm gonna find that in a minute. But in the meantime, I just I'm running across this about Prego. Mm-hmm. did you know? Let's see here a mere half cup of prego traditional for instance has the equivalent of more than two teaspoons of sugar as much as two plus oreo cookies wow prego spaghetti sauce uh, um,
0: yeah sugar really is rough it's mm-hmm. bad and the more we have the more we want you know um when i of course you know this Catherine, but i'll share it with our listeners that uh, back in 2015, when I was diagnosed with breast cancer, I went on like a sugar fast because yeah. um, sugar was known to kind of feed cancer. Right. And so anyway, I just totally did without it. And I had gone without it for so long, like several, several months, and I lost weight and I felt good. I started to crave the vegetables that I was replacing. You know, like your 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 body will adapt that way. If we eat a whole bunch of sugar, we're going to want more of that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if you stop the sugar and then you start eating a bunch of vegetables, your body will start to crave those vegetables. Mm -hmm. And then if you go back, which was what I did at a birthday party, I decided to have one bite of birthday cake Mm. and I took the bite of the birthday cake. It was nauseating to me Mm. because I hadn't had the sugar Mm -hmm. in so long. It was so oversweet, but I wouldn't have, my taste buds would not have reacted in that same way had I not gone away from it. Right. So that's just a little personal experience that I had.
1: Yeah. You know. I know from my own experience, too, like I used to put a lot of sugar in my coffee, for example, mm-hmm. and I just cut back. And now I, oh, I just can't stand it when there's too much of it in there. Or even I used to way back when um, put like add the syrupy stuff that they put sometimes. in. Oh, the, like flavors know. and so yeah, forth. Yeah, yeah. I used yeah. to That's like that. I can't stand it now. Yeah. So um, I'm just looking for. Oh, here it is. Let's see. Okay, there's a thing called sensory specific sayity. Say I cannot say, say a it. it. You can't say sayity. <laughs> uh, let's see now. I want to find it where they, um, some kind of science behind um, busting through that basically. Well, anyway, you can just look in the article because I can't find it right now. But, All right. Well, do you have
0: anything else on the scandal part before we move to the tips and facts? Well, the satiety thing was a big scandal because um, the science behind it. Well, are you saying that the corporations wanted to hide the fact that you're
1: satisfied so that you'll over you'll you'll go past the sati? Oh, uh, I don't recall there being anything in the article about that they deliberately tried to withhold that, but. We all know that it's well. We don't all know it's there, actually. There wasn't anything saying that they deliberately um, withheld that information. So, but it's still scandalous because (laughs) we don't know what you know. Right? (laughs) Yeah. We can still. I think it's fair to say it's scandalous. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, Um, let's move on to our tips and facts because we want to share. Now we've we've kind of very um, surface, you know, surfacely have attacked the problem yeah. of food addiction, junk food
1: specifically. What do we do? So um, some tips that are here. Top tips to reduce junk food cravings. Mm. So the first one, break the habit. Oh, easy. <laughs> Done. When I read that, I was like, yeah, that's, you know, the problem. But um, again, in this article, Second Nature, it, it it's, it's kind of, lengthy to read right now but um it, it i guess it can be done um so let, let me just see oh yeah you can become aware of what's happening in your mind so like everything we just talked about mm-hmm. if we're aware of that it um for some reason i guess it does make it easier to break the habit um i'll tell you what time.
0: this is probably not on your tip list mm-hmm. but when
1: she's <laughs> got <laughs> this look
0: we just returned from a visit to Texas to visit my son mm-hmm. and his fiance. And they're into the show. I think it's on Netflix because we watched a couple episodes of it while we were waiting for to go to a concert. And it's called um, Thousand Pound Sisters.
1: Oh, I think you wrote. You yeah. texted me about that. Yeah. yeah.
0: And it it does motivate. I, I feel like when I watch things like that, mm-hmm. I do get motivated to be mindful mm-hmm. of this can turn into a real disaster, life-threatening disaster. These two sisters are um, they, they were raised one of the th- this is this is not the truth, but they believed it. They were raised to believe that if you eat like cake and cookies and pies and stuff mm-hmm. and then you follow it with a diet Coke, or some sort of diet soft drink, Mm -hmm. it cancels out the calories from, and you won't gain weight. Right. You're looking at me like I have got three heads, but that, that was just a myth that they were told by, by their mother told them that.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: So these two girls were obviously raised without the proper... Education. you know, education. And one of them was well over 600 pounds. Mm. And the other gal was 400 and some pounds. Oh. And what they were trying to do is to figure out how they can turn that around. And they were going to have the weight loss surgery. Um, we didn't get to the very end of the series because we, we just watched a couple episodes. But I will say that it is motivating to me to, to watch something like that and just get Like, even if I look at, well, what are some things that I'm believing? Mm
1: -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm
0: -hmm. Like, what are some untruths that I'm believing that need to be switched around in my own world Yeah. so that I'm not sucked in?
1: Yeah. I believe that's kind of what they're saying here with um, breaking the habit. Just asking yourself, am I feeling sad, stressed, or happy? Yeah, And what what can I do? What will help me let the craving go? Right. And so it's along that vein, I mm-hmm. guess you could say, that um, that's how we're able to break the habit. Um, and the second tip is eat junk food mindfully. So I guess you can eat it, um, but be mindful. It says mindful eating can, and I, I know that probably the, most of the audience has heard this before, but it does say uh, mindful eating can help us break habits while still enjoying junk food occasionally. This involves focusing solely on the taste and texture of the food you are eating and any sensation you feel in that present moment. Um, it does say occasionally consuming junk food is a part of life. Well, that yeah, makes sense because if you
0: try to just go cold turkey and you don't have anything, then you could feel so deprived that you binge. Yeah. But I like the word mindful. I think that it's like intentional. It's not like unconscious eating. That's where, exactly right. W- where you're just it, like,
1: ah. Well, right. The key to eat uh to eat it free from distractions like what you just said, eating in front of the TV yeah. or just yeah, definitely. So, um you and you know now. Now that I think about it, I I do have to say like I can I can do that. I can have just a few chips and and be that's done true. because especially if you steal them from my father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> chip that's, thief. Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah, but you are pretty good about that. Like, you'll just have a couple bites of dessert or whatever, and yeah, then you don't... just to get the overe- flavor
1: yeah. or the texture, if it's a chip. Well, you know,
0: scientifically, after you've had two bites, I, I think I learned this in the Way Down workshop, which was a, was a program that I did a long time ago, mm-hmm. and this gal was a nutritionist, and she said that after you've had just a couple bites, like two or three bites of something rich or something mm-hmm. salty or something whatever the category of flavor is mm-hmm. your brain shuts off anyway you don't you don't have that intense the intensity of the flavor right so you really only need a couple bites right and you're satisfied your brain's happy you're happy mm-hmm. the rest of it w- when you just keep going like let's say cheesecake for example mm-hmm. chocolate cheesecake very rich mm-hmm. take two bites of it and save the rest for tomorrow Or take two bites a day until it's gone. Make it
1: last a full week. Something like that. And to not contradict what uh, everything that we just said previously. So take that cake. Yeah, you can have like two bites of it. It's a little easier. But if you had the cake and and then you had something salty, like maybe a Dorito. I used to like to take (laughs) a Dorito with a Twinkie when I was a kid. But then it's harder. Yeah. And it even said that in the beginning of this, this article, that when you put those two together... It's so hard. And you think about it, like, why do they put peanuts in, I'm just throwing this out there, it wasn't in the article, but like at a bar, yeah, the, or somewhere where they serve drinks, they always put something salty out. Right. They what want happens? You to be <laughs> thirsty. Exactly. Mm. Mm.
0: Well, and that's why when be, when they combine sweet and salty flavors, like Chicago yeah. popcorn,
1: Yum.
0: like what, what's the name of that? Oh, Garrett's. Garrett's garrett's popcorn yeah and they waft the smell out into the street how dare they i know (laughs) and then pretty soon your fingers are all orange because you've been digging in but (laughs) who cares yeah (laughs) cheese and caramel
1: yeah Uh, okay the third tip build balanced meals so building balanced meals can help us feel satisfied and reduce the risk of junk food cravings in between meals Opt for fresh vegetables. Um, And again, it's not new news to people, I'm sure, but it it works. I think the Um, biggest help to me
0: when I'm when I'm really being mindful of healthy, nutritious eating is to prep. Totally, you have to do it. That's just it. You prep the food, and that way, your your convenience. Like you go to the fridge and you grab the fresh vegetables that you cut the day before. Mm-hmm. And go and that's your snack at work or for the day or whatever.
1: Yeah. And for me, I have to when I'm hungry, I got I have to eat something then something healthy, because if I wait too long, my body or something in me wants the carbs, yeah. bread, yeah. crackers, uh, cheese, you know, um, so, sometimes sweets. So it's really know, know thyself yes. <laughs>
0: and make a plan. And then stick to the plan. Exactly. Yeah.
1: The fourth tip is be aware of bliss point foods. I'll try to be aware of unexpected foods that we use every day, like tomato sauce, um, which is also engineered to have a bliss point. Yeah. I mean, if your spaghetti sauce has it, you know that your barbecue sauce does, uh, all of those things. You know what's so funny? I'm talking, and I don't know if you can hear it. My stomach is growling <laughs> like crazy. But you know what's happening
0: to me as you're talking about barbecue sauce, Uh-oh. and Uh-oh. I'm getting tingly. Like my, my my taste buds are tingling. Really? <laughs> <laughs> you just gulp. I know. Oh, that's funny. I know. Yeah, I'm uh, getting all tingly on the sides uh, of my tongue.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's get through this. Go okay. ahead. Keep going. Uh, you, I just want to read this. For instance, you can easily make your tomato sauce using chopped tin tomatoes. I've, I've I do that a lot, actually. Herbs and garlic. Eating real food will not override hunger signals. Wait a minute. Eating real food, food will not override hunger, hunger signals, nor overstimulate brain reward systems, and still tastes delicious.
0: I think they're referring to the fact that eating like whole whole foods and not manufactured Processed. sauce is better. It's a little easier on the brain Yeah, because it's not going to mess up what you got going there naturally. Yeah. Because these other manufactured things, they've got these scientists behind that. They're really going for it. Like they're they are really trying to crack mm. that code.
1: Yeah. Go for the jugular, which uh, is the stomach. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. I just realized I'm holding my stomach as, as I'm talking. Mm. And lastly on here is sleep. Sleep is often overlooked when we discuss junk food cravings. However, research has demonstrated that the more sleep deprived we are, the more hungry we feel. On top of this, when we are tired, we are much more likely to crave and eat energy dense sugar and fat, Mm -hmm. um, rather fat filled junk foods as opposed to healthy snacks. Getting eight to nine hours of sleep compared to six to seven hours can massively reduce the risk of junk food cravings. Wow. Well, I can, I can remember important. a time when I really didn't eat fast food um, mm-hmm. when I was, uh, let's see, my early 20s. I mean, I already had Patrick and Emily, I think, at that point, and I didn't eat fast food that much. And I remember <clears throat> I was with some people, and we did this, like, getaway, and uh, they wanted to eat fast food two days in a row, and I was like, oh. I couldn't stand the thought of it. Yeah. Like I literally, it was making me sick just thinking about it, but I kind of went, well, I didn't want to be you know, like a wrench in the wheel or whatever. Yeah. So I, I kind of went, I did say something like, I don't think I could eat it another time, but, um, but now I could eat it two days in a row. Easy. Two mm-hmm. meals in a row. Yeah. You probably. know, and
0: especially now, I mean, we're recording this in 2021. We've all been through the year twenty twenty the year of the covid and i mean people are my son caleb he did doordash like he had it delivered here to our house Mm -hmm. for the first time Mm -hmm. it was like a fairy delivered his tacos (laughs) because they literally leave it on your doorstep and then they run away you don't have you pay them through the app you never see you you could like they could put in their notes or whatever that they want you to hand them the food
1: Mm -hmm. you know
0: what I mean like if you if you buy DoorDash you could say I want my food to be handed to me because sometimes they deliver to the wrong house
1: yeah I'm thinking somebody can come take it It, it, it's
0: yeah but it to me it seems like with COVID and with these conveniences of things like DoorDash fast food Mm -hmm. the drive-through situation absolutely is and there are some restaurants now who have said we're not going to open i know to in to people in the restaurant we're going to just do the takeout because we're more profitable that way
1: Mm -hmm. i hope we don't go to that well we have one
0: restaurant that we've heard that might do that so but just just to be mindful for all of our listeners and for ourselves like let's take control
1: Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Right. Let's not give up. No, we're not giving up. <laughs> and how dare you? Know, I was thinking too when you were talking about COVID. How yeah. the the sit down restaurants they they were closed up, especially here in Illinois. Yeah. I mean, they were closed up. But what was open? Bars. Well, oh, no, <laughs> no they, I don't think oh, so. Oh, the Home Depot. Yes, <laughs> but what I'm getting at is fast food. Oh, yeah, they were open, well, not to sit in. in right, there, the drive-through. But, but what's more convenient? Drive, the drive-through. Drive-through. Yeah,
0: and so. Oh, and, this... you know, when we traveled, like you were with me and uh, our, my family, we traveled recently to Florida mm-hmm. to visit mm-hmm. my in-laws mm-hmm. and we went to a, a restaurant. We thought we were going to get to go in and eat and use the restroom and so forth because we had been on the road traveling. I don't know where they think all these people are going to use the restroom. Yeah, right. And it was all boarded up. It was all, you know, partitioned off. And partitioned they were, off, yeah. They were just doing like a, it was almost like a food truck.
1: That's what yeah. it that's what
0: it felt like, like yeah. a food truck. Here's your food, get out.
1: <laughs> yeah, only a food truck would have taste better actually. Probably. <laughs> All right. Well is that it for the tips? That's it for the tips. They're very simple. Well they're not complicated. No. And of course,
0: you know the internet is full of this topic. It's everywhere. But we wanted to give you just a little appetizer. of it (laughs) aptly named right and of course every single episode of our podcast we like to leave our listeners with some spiritual encouragement and today's verse that that we decided to go with is first corinthians chapter 10 verse 31 and it says this so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do do it all for the glory of god and it's a beautiful way to sum up our conversation today. It is, actually. You know, this it, body that God created, it, he created also things to put in it, it to, to nurture it. Treat it right. Yeah. So let's do it to the glory of God. All right. We have a call to action, and oh. that is accountability. Yeah. We were talking about, uh, before we started recording, like, what could our call to action be? And, you know, there's a lot of information. And so what if you have the head knowledge? Who cares? Yeah. If Unless you make a change right. and do something about it. So uh, in our experience, Catherine and I have held each other accountable for many things, you know, just as best friends and, and going kind of skipping through life together. We help each other. Yeah. We truly do. With encouragement. Mm -hmm. So our call to action to you listeners is to take a step forward in accountability. Find someone who cares about you, someone who you care about, Mm -hmm. and become accountability partners when it comes to junk food.
1: It really does help. Oh I mean, there's been times where like you're not there. And and uh we're both on the same plan, you know? And yeah, I've been like, Oh, she'll never know if I have a <laughs> peanut butter sandwich. But then I think about uh I, I well, I just hear our words to each other. I'm yeah. Like, come on, let's let's do yeah. this and uh, the accountability is helping very yeah. helpful. And the um the goal is good.
0: Like the nutrition is good yeah. to avoid diabetes or to control oh, it. Yeah. Is everything our dads both passed away. We just we just dropped an episode about that. Mm-hmm. That was the now it was rough. Yeah. Um so that's I forget what the number is of the episode, but it's in our queue there, yeah. whatever you call it. Mm-hmm.
1: What do they call it? Feed. It's in our feed. Yeah. Catherine. I think Emily Yeah, Emily's
0: trying to teach us like all these podcasting terms, and she says it's
1: not called a broadcast. (laughs) It's called a feed. Like, oh. By the way, she also suggested we shorten our episode titles. Okay. Yeah.
0: (laughs) All right. This one is called addiction. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Oh. Anyway. All right, well that's that wraps it up for this episode of the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. And uh next next time we're going to be talking about unusual jobs. Yeah,
1: I'm excited about that one. I know. Cuz I want to say some of the some of the uh the fun ones. Yeah, I do. They're hmm. fun to say. They are. You want to say it now? Knocker-uppers.
0: No uppers <laughs> <laughs> That's what started this whole thing. Yeah, it is, actually. All right. Well, thanks again for listening, and uh, I'm comedian Tracy DeGraff. And I'm Catherine. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.